Hi again, Daily Charge listeners. Today, we bring you part two of our conversation with Kyle Jang, Chief Marketing Officer of OnePlus. In this segment, we speak with him about what it's like taking on the daunting task of launching a new premium smartphone in the midst of a pandemic. Specifically, what are the challenges with maintaining the supply chain? How does this affect how they get phones into the hands of consumers and what impact this will have on their approach going forward? All right, so you know, you've got the nation's wireless carrier on board, you've got T-Mobile, the uncarrier board, uh, you know, you've got a phone that's ready to go, uh, then the coronavirus hits. Right. Uh, walk me through some of the early days, particularly when the when it was really uh, hitting China mostly at this point uh, or at that point. Like what what was sort of the thinking? What was sort of the what were you sort of game planning with uh, with that kind of breaking out early when it, it didn't seem like it was a global pandemic that it is now? Yeah, I mean, I think it doesn't make us different than anybody else in the category. We're obviously the supply chains in our category are interconnected everywhere in the world. And, you know, everybody has manufacturing in, in that part of the world. So. Obviously, we are close to it. Um, you know, all the suppliers were kind of aware of in terms of timing. We've actually diversified our manufacturing to also make devices in India uh, and, you know, in other parts of the world, we rely on suppliers as well. So we've obviously been looking at it. We were able to make adjustments and, you know, we'll be able to launch this product, uh, you know, in the current time frame. despite that. Um, uh, so I think it affected us like everybody else, but obviously we've been pretty close to it. Yeah, when you know when it started when it started to actually come to the U.S. come abroad uh, and really it, when it was declared a global pandemic, uh, did the conversation change? I, I really if you could sort of take me kind of behind the scenes there a little bit on, on what you were all thinking about in terms of the launch plans. I know Pete talked about it being delayed a couple of times, but like what what kind of went in? What was the back and forth like when this thing really started to get bad? Yeah, I mean I think we're obviously following the laws and uh, in, in each. You know, country globally in terms of where we're involved, in terms of what's the right, um, you know, what's the right process and, and what the right regulations are. Um, also, you know, being very conscious in terms of where our consumers are and you know their safety and their health as well as our employees. Um, you know, Pete mentioned that we did uh, delay not a huge time frame. Um, we also decided to obviously not host a physical launch event. Uh, we actually had planned on having a relatively large event in New York during this time frame originally, and obviously that was changed to be digital only. So we've done a lot of things that we had planned on doing offline digitally, um, and you know. To, Kind of taking into account uh, the safety of our consumers and uh, the situations and uh, uh, locally, obviously. Did you at any point consider just scrapping it or at least pushing back the launch uh, at a much later time when things got things would have been better? I mean, it's hard to predict, obviously, when that might be. But I mean, I think things are hard to predict. But the one thing we've heard and the one thing we've heard from our users is they're still interested in new technology, and there's still you know there's been you know we've heard an outpouring of support and and you know an interest in terms of new products. Technology, in some respects, is more important now than ever. Um, you know, in terms of people, uh, obviously, there's a lot of considerations to go into purchases from a mobile phone right now, but obviously people need to be more inter- interconnected than ever. Uh, and so I think that's one thing we've heard from a lot of users globally is they're very interested in our products, you know, in some respects more than ever. Um, so we didn't want to, you know, change that, um, you know, or change that approach, obviously. And uh, you would mentioned the, the launch was supposed to happen in New York. The actual presentation, this virtual presentation put together. Uh, how close did that look to the final or to what the presentation would have looked like? Uh, and like, how did you actually accomplish that and maintain sort of the, the safety of, of the employees actually participating in the presentation? Yeah, so obviously it changed pretty dramatically. Um, you know, originally it would have been a very probably, probably a relatively large physical launch event with probably two, 3,000, you know, attendees, you know, members of press, members of our community that, you know, are really excited about those events. Um, what we did was something much, much smaller in scale with a very few amount of people, um, you know, th- that we kind of produce globally in different parts to 
uh, obviously do something that was safe for our employees, but also deliver the information that I think people were interested to hear and the response to it was was pretty positive. I'm curious, like location wise, like where like the, the main speaker, like the main presenter, where was he based? Where was I think there was there was someone at the beginning, sort of before the countdown, like was that all kind of pieced together? I was just kind of fascinated by how it was put together. Yeah, it's pieced together actually. So in different parts of, of, of kind of the world, some employees kind of contributing content from the US, some from Europe, some from Asia. So interesting. Uh, the, the timing of the launch, obviously, it's it's awkward. Um, you know, what one of the big deals, one of the big reasons why you want to have a partnership with a company like Verizon is you want to get into the stores, right? So people can physically touch and hold these phones. Obviously, that can't happen now with this lockdown. Most stores are closed down. Like how? Like how? How much benefit do you think you'll actually receive? I mean, it's it's going to be obviously different, but you know, the impact of having a Verizon backing you is it as significant as it were if, if those stores hadn't been shut down? Oh, I mean, obviously, you know, you know, right now we're in a different situation, so I can't pretend to have a crystal ball to look into the future. But I think no matter what, you know, there's uh, a lot of rising consumers that will be obviously interested in getting a new device, um, you know, and I think experiencing the the their Bellamy Way 5G network nationally. And so um, I'll defer to them in terms of kind of the changes to the distribution. But I think uh, more than ever, you know, people are interested in learning about devices, going online, reading about them, reading, you know, reviews. Um, you know, getting information, you know, digitally that they normally in the past might have gotten from going to their local carry store. Um, obviously, in the future, we hope things change uh, like everybody else. But I, I think the uh, uh, the appetite for new technology hasn't changed. Yeah, and the, it's an interesting thing because Verizon sort of mentioned to me that they were looking to lean more towards your uh, foundation on sort of having digitally savvy customers for folks to actually pick up this phone uh, as opposed to the other way around. It, it's almost it's, it's almost this counterintuitive way of looking at uh, carrier partnership that it's it's Verizon leaning on OnePlus and not the other way around. Oh, I mean, I think I we we've obviously heard where where people uh, like OnePlus because we're maybe digital first, um, and so I think you know stay tuned uh, April 29th. Um, that's when the devices will be available um, for Verizon customers. So um, you know I think we'll continue to make information available to to consumers. And I'm curious how this affects sort of the time frame, like. In terms of this idea, the cadence of launching two sort of major flagship, I guess at this point, families uh, per year, is that something you're still trying to stay on target? Or, or will this haul have an impact on how future rollouts go? Uh, I, I mean, we haven't, to be transparent, we haven't made, haven't made any decisions for the second half of the year. Um, you know, I think the, the this product launch represents our, our kind of approach um, that we've kind of uh, aligned on in terms of uh, offering the best of OnePlus. That's a wrap for part two. Tomorrow, Kyle and I talk more about OnePlus's latest flagship phones. Thanks for listening.